0: This is Paul Noble from Eat Perform, and it's been a while since uh, Meredith has been around, but Meredith, do you want to say hi to everyone?
1: Hi, everybody. It's been a busy, I don't know, a few months, summer, you know, all of that. So it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, there's always vacations during the summer, and then Fourth of July hit on a weird weekend. So, um, yeah, so let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Not a whole lot going on. We're just finishing up the push for the Better Dieting Institute, which I'm going to tell you, people are going to regret when they don't end up getting this course because there's going to be a lot of really cool things that I'm already seeing come together. What what basically happens, and this is actually something that we used to do a lot with intensive coaching, which is kind of whittling down to virtually nothing, because, you know, realistically, you know, intensive coaching is my private clients, and, you know, it just gets to be really difficult for me to do that at a price that I think people would buy, you know, um, and and I think that this is actually a better way to do it in the first place, right, and right. so we used to do this with intensive coaching, where we would have these webinars. And we could do Q&As. And we, you know, we didn't have guests, but, you know, we would run through case scenarios. And and what was interesting about it was that that people could talk in real time about their situation and then, you know, hear the responses and then, you know, it brought all new questions to the table. So if you get a chance, I'm not even sure if it's gonna be open by the time this comes out, but if it is, I would definitely consider it. Uh, The other thing that, uh, you know, it seems early to be pitching this because it's September, but we're literally doing this alcohol-free challenge uh, in September, so you have to be registered before August. To be in this challenge, which is going to be 30 days, it's going to be no alcohol. You know, it's not like a, you know, a judgy, judgy, you know, thing. This is isn't Alcohol at, it's Anonymous, but what we're really trying to walk people through is the value of, of, you know, not having alcohol as it relates to fat loss and weight loss. And so, we figure September is usually a big time for. People that are trying to get their game back, you know, <laughs> there's the yeah. Dairy Queen all summer and then, the, you know, too many drinks, too many graduation parties, that kind of thing. And so uh, September is always a big month for each perform. And we're expecting that uh, we're actually expecting to to have to shut down sales a lot. Right. We're going to talk a little bit more about the. The sales channel because we keep talking about it, but Meredith is in the sales channel with me. And so mm-hmm. we are talking to everyone every single day. And and honestly, it's really, I think, making a really big difference for E to Perform and just the information that we're getting from people, especially from people that are just starting out. Yeah. Right. I and, agree. And uh, so that's been really super cool. And so, you know, probably the last thing, best way to talk to Meredith and I, because if you don't know, you know, ePerform's invite only right now. So we have a waitlist, 100 deep most days. Um, best way to get in is you can go to the website and then click the little pink button that says "Talk to a Coach," or you can go on Facebook and hit "Send Message." and Meredith, myself, Stephanie, a lot of the OG, you know, lead coaches, we're all the ones in there talking to you, people that have been around for a long time, had a lot of success with e Reform, and then can walk you through, you know, just what it would look like for you. So um, so I wanted to start with a story <laughs> that, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned to some people that I would bring up on the podcast. There was an interesting end to this story um, that happened last weekend outside of the events that I'm going to describe. But, you know, as most people know, most of my super days are um, spent at Black Sheep Coal Pizza in St. Paul, Minnesota. And so uh, we head downtown and the way that Minneapolis and St. Paul work is there's a very finite window where they can like work on the streets downtown and stuff like this, okay. and so there's construction everywhere, right? And so I talked my daughter into going to have pizza with her and uh, her mom and I, and uh, the reason she came was because like three days later she was leaving for Fiji, which she is in Fiji currently, um, she's doing a program that's uh designed by graduates of the peace corps and so they kind of get these kids you know um it's like intro to the peace corps you know um which is in fiji (laughs) which uh isn't half bad my oldest got to go to thailand she lived on an elephant reserve um she went to galapagos the year before and built habitats for for the giant tortoises there so a lot of real cool stuff the program is called global leadership academy i believe um but it's gla Uh, if you type in gla global leadership and peace corps you'll be able to find it i highly recommend it and it's actually at a pretty reasonable price the price that you'll pay to get your kid to these places will be almost similar to the price that it costs for them to go. Right? It's pretty reasonable. Like my daughter went, I can't remember what the Fiji was, but I think it was like three thousand or thirty-five hundred. She went to China with a band trip and it was that much. Right? Through through her high school, so I think it's a pretty reasonable for what the kids get. You know, if you ever try to book a trip to the Galapagos? It's like twenty. <laughs> dollars, you know, um, so something to think about there. And the, and the really cool thing is that they get to know, the, they live with the people. They live in the houses of the people there, right? And so that's the part that's kind of Peace Corps esque. So we go downtown, and we pull up next to this car. There's one spot. The reason why I mentioned the construction is because it's very difficult to find a spot in St. Paul. And so, you know, I'm pretty good at parallel parking. So I pull up next to this person and I move into the spot right behind them. Now, I did not know that they were in their car, but literally it seemed like the guy was stuck in his car for like three seconds. And he got really, really mad about it, apparently. Now, in the beginning He's just yelling some stuff, and my daughter and I are like, what is this guy yelling about? And we had no idea that it was about us, right? Um, and you know, I'm I'm just telling her, I was like, just look away, you know, don't don't pay any attention, and I'm sure the guy'll just move on. And he didn't move on. He um he started moving closer to us, and uh and you know, at, at uh, one point I could hear him and he's like, you're the reason why I have full coverage. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You know? And, and, and he he's like, you're the reason why I have full coverage. You know, it's stupid people like you. And I was like, Hey man, you don't want these problems. Okay. So just, just you and me, Let's just leave it alone, toned it down, you know, and moved on. I'm with my daughter, you know what I mean? So, I mean, this guy is clearly irrational. I, I think even if you were, you know, <coughs> hot about something and you saw a teenage girl, you know, you would you would cool down. He did not choose to, to cool down, but I was able to diffuse the situation. It was like, hey, man, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't see you in your car. You know, all good, right? Mhm. So he was still kind of hot about it, but but I definitely had toned the situation down. Um, and then he goes into the the pizza place, but he's definitely still mad about mad enough about it that you know I had my daughter go into the pizza place, and I went back, um, just to see what his license plate would be, just in case. He did have a, a T-shirt on, so I knew where he worked, right? And so I know police probably aren't going to do anything about it if I reported it to police, but if I reported it to his employer, right, um, I might have had more effect. Um, well, apparently he was watching me, and as I'm kind of walking past his car and my car, um. I walk back into the grocery store, which is kind of where he went into, and then right as I'm going into the grocery store, he's coming out of the grocery store, right? And 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 I see him taking pictures of my car now, right? And you know, it was just like this really absurd scenario. Um, anyway, long story short, um, as you know I went to the restroom in the in in the uh in the grocery store, and I thought to myself, <laughs> if this guy comes into the restroom, the worst thing in the world like I'm at least that much of a germaphobe, where <laughs> i i'm not I'm not rolling around in the bathroom <laughs> um, and so so I went into the bathroom and thought about it for a second and then left the bathroom. So as I'm leaving the bathroom, this dude's walking through produce and he's like hot and heavy, you know, coming directly at me. I just walk right past the dude. I think what happened was, is that he wanted me to turn around, um, like like he was going to instill fear in me. I'm gonna give you a little bit more insight into how this fight would have gone down if this figurative fight would have gone down. If it lasts less than five seconds, I lose. Anything more than five seconds, I win. Right? And I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of joking about it, and I'll 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 end it with, with some seriousness here in a second. Um, but my my daughter kind of laughed. You know, I have a lot to lose in this situation, you know. I mean, you always hear about these stories where, you know, somebody gets road rage and then, you know something happens and then a gun gets pulled or, or, or whatever. Um, and then my daughter jokingly was like, cause we were in the produce se- session and she said, you know, what, you know, what would have been a power move is as you walk toward him, you just grab the passion fruit, <laughs> you know? Um, but, um, it was, it was, it was interesting at no point did I feel like really in danger. I maybe should have, um, but um, but a week later, um, a similar type of incident went down, um, you know, at this hotel that we were staying at right around the corner. And same thing, traffic incident, guy gets out, shoots the other guy dead, you know? And it really, I think I did a good job of toning down the situation. Um and I, you know, there's a part of me that wishes that I was like the person that that just you know I've just never been that I'm not I'm not built to be the guy that walks away. Right? <laughs> Boy, you know, at 50 years old, you know, even even if you could handle your business I mean, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like it just, it just feels like it's just not worth it. And I think, I think a little bit of it, you know. I mean, I haven't been in a fight since I was a teenager, you know. But you know, I will say, I used to do golden gloves. I've boxed. I've wrestled. You know, I, 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 I have handled myself. You know. Yeah. And and I'm in shape. (laughs) You know, I mean, so so that's a that I I had a big advantage over him in that regard, right? Right. Um he was not in shape. And you know, I did kind of think that, you know, maybe there was a mental illness issue. It's possibly that this dude, you know, his his girlfriend broke up with him, you know. I don't know. It just was so irrational, you know. I felt more you know about protecting my daughter than I did about, you know, how am I going to handle this situation? I will say this. The guy did seem like he was about to talk a little bit um, because he never got close enough. You know, he only got close enough when we walked past each other in the grocery store. And I think that he thought I was going to turn around. And then I think he was a little surprised when I walked right past him. But You know, I I really, I really hope, because, you know, you you don't think about it in those moments, but I really hope that I remember the week after next time, you know, if there's ever an incident like that. You know, I always wonder, like, does this shit happen to other people? You know, (laughs) like, 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 because it it, happened to me, you know, and I, I don't I don't know what that is. I think it does happen to other people. What I think is, is that people just ignore it walk away and, right. and, I'm, and I'm just like not built like that and I I probably should be you know I, it would be smarter to be that you know yeah
1: I had that happen one time it was actually on the road and someone I honestly I don't I don't even know what happened like I didn't see him or something like I didn't even know there was an issue so I don't even know what made him angry does that make sense I was minding my own business turned I don't know if when I turned I was turning the corner I don't know if I turned into, I think I did. I think I turned into the far lane instead of the inside lane and he was coming, turn, making a right turn into that lane or something, which he yeah. should have yielded to me anyway, but whatever. But He got in front of me and he actually at the next stoplight when the car, when, when we were stopped, he got out of his car to come yell at me yeah. like at on the road. You know, I've got both my kids in the car. They were younger. It was quite it was years ago, but Like I was scared Yeah. Like because I was like, I didn't know what was happening. And we're on the road, like in the middle of traffic at a stoplight and he gets out of his car to come and yell at me. And I was just like, dude,
0: you you probably did the right thing where you just kind of ignored it and moved on.
1: Yeah. I stayed in the car. I rolled it, made the windows were rolled up. I just kind of looked at him and just kind of, you know,
0: and just to be clear, I also did the right thing. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I probably shouldn't have engaged with him at all, you
1: know. Um, yeah, I think on mean, the situation if you're getting out of your car and he is, it's not like you can always ignore that situation, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went back to get his, his license plate, um, just because I felt like you know my car was in danger, you know, right? Um, and so. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, so if you're listening to this, I mean, I really think that um, in retrospect, I I have empathy towards, you know, people who've had bad days, you know, and I, and I wish I maybe would have thought about that a little bit, you know, and if I maybe apologize to the guy right there. Um, I did apologize eventually that did cool down the situation a little bit, but I think if I would have just said, Hey man, I did not see you in your car, you know, like right. I apologize, you know, I think it would have toned it down a lot and that would have been the, the much better approach. But, but, you know, hearing someone die and their yeah. family loses a, a member of their family, uh, that was crazy, crazy. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, that's scary. But,
0: okay so i'm gonna run through this real quick because there were some some questions about uh the the breadcrumbs and so the breadcrumbs when we and and if you don't know what the breadcrumbs are breadcrumbs are essentially the little snippet you get it's like one or, or i'm sorry ofl1 or fl1 or etm5 right um These are essentially ways for your coach to track where you are in the process. We did envision them, or at least I envision them, to where you guys would be able to kind of keep up with as you go, and some people do, right? Um, But it really has become more of a tool for coaches. And a great example would be if, let's say that Meredith, had a client and Meredith went on vacation, you know, I could look at the last breadcrumb that was in place and then automatically know where this person was at. So um, people are wondering about the phases and breadcrumbs and, and things of this nature. You know, if you just ask in the groups, uh, there are infographics and stuff like that. and And maybe we can try and get some of those things out there a little bit more, but I wanted to just talk yes. about the the different phases, and then maybe, maybe we can go a little bit deeper, but it really would take its own podcast because, yes. like I said, explaining to you what the coaches are using to communicate isn't really going to mean that much to you, right? But this next part will, right? So that's what we're going to run through. So, I'm gonna say ninety nine point five percent of people come in and do fat loss, right? maybe ninety seven right so ninety seven percent do fat loss. So that's fat loss one. that is phase one, right? So phase one is fat loss one. It lasts for I can't do this i'll 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 do the breadcrumbs and I'll probably mess it up because. To be honest with you, I still kind of use the old breadcrumbs. The, the other coaches have like this algebra breadcrumb thing going on <laughs> that I think is um, <clears throat> is really insightful to them and their teams. But to me, I'm kind of old school and I use kind of the original and I only have like you know 15 private clients in the first place. Um, but fat loss one. It's 28 days, right? There are circumstances where it'll be a little bit longer, but in general, it's 28 days. Um, the the breadcrumbs for for that phase, if you're in orientation, it's going to be OFL or OPR one or ETM, and, and the ETM stands for each perform method, right? Um, And so when you're in fat loss, you're going to get ETM unless you're new and you get the orientation. So the orientation breadcrumbs are essentially to get you through the first two weeks so that you can kind of get through the system. To be honest with you, now that we have the custom plans and, and just all these different things, people come in jamming. I mean, j- just people come in and just green right out the gate. It's very rare now, you know, that people have no idea what macros are, right? Um, it's very common for them to know. And so phase one, fat loss, 28 days. Um, in terms of uh, PR, we'll, we'll go through that in a little bit here. Uh, so if you have... orientation PR, that's technically um, phase five. So what is phase two? So phase two is the short reset that we do with you when you're coming out of your first fat loss phase. Now people like to hold you to the fire with this kind of thing but at the end of the day it sort of depends on a few factors, right? So if, if your coach down, right. So in fat loss one and 28, that you can actually be lowered up to three times in fat loss one. right? Right. Um, so your AP phase is technically supposed to be 14 days. There are times that it can go lower. There are, are longer. Um, the, uh, Yeah, so there are times that it can go longer. A great example of when it could go longer is let's say that you went on vacation, right? Right. You want to do the first fat loss phase before vacation and then the second one after. That's how the – so you might actually reverse for two weeks, then go on vacation, come back two weeks later, and then you're fat loss too. So that would be an example – where your second phase, with the AP breadcrumbs, right, uh, would would be longer than two weeks, but but typically just two weeks. Um, the other one that I'm going to throw in, uh, sometimes we use it as the the E T M tag, uh, but I've been trying to do um, the M C tag, which is mini cut, right. So mm-hmm. if you're in a mini cut. You know, you might see MC1, that would be a, a breadcrumb, but that's, that's technically phase one because uh, you don't really typically do phase two. Sometimes it can evolve to that. That's very rare. Most people that are mini cutting are just trying to deal with like five pounds from vacation or something like that, right? right. So phase two is a short reset that allows your metabolism to get going again Kind of get a little willpower back and set you up for f- fat loss too. So fat loss two, once again, uh, the um, this is where some of the algebra breadcrumbs happen, but it's still kind of E T M um, is the main breadcrumbs there, right? So eat four method um, phase three, right? And that is the second fat loss phase. So when you see people in the groups talking about F L one you know, AP or F L two, this is what they're talking about, right? Phase four is your second AP phase, and it's when we'll be reversing you back to normal. Right? right? And once again, two weeks, but could go longer. And a, a great example of uh you know like <clears throat> I'm planning to go very aggressive if you've been following the podcast you know I started with a mini cut had a friend that wanted to to do a quick fat loss cycle but I jumped in with them and their goal and I'm I'll be finished with uh well technically I I'd, I'd be finished on Monday but it's going to finish on Wednesday just so I'm synced up with them um And then we'll do the short AP phase, which will be fine. In fat loss two, I'm planning on probably being the most aggressive that I've been. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because that's going to be a good example in phase four, where your AP phase, what does AP stand for? It stands for adaptation prevention, which you're essentially trying to do is not allow your body to adapt to these really harsh calories, right? And so you can kind of reset your metabolism again and then go back down. So in the case of reversing out, my reverse out will likely be three weeks as opposed to the normal two because I will be more aggressive than maybe many of you (coughs) are. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, there are examples where, you know, if, if someone I'll give you a great example that if someone is sort of stalled in fat loss too, they're already down a lot of pounds that last week, you know, your coach might give you the option to go a little bit more aggressive that last week. I think the thing that people need to realize in that scenario is that you're not going to see a lot of weight loss at the end of these cycles right, right. I mean you start off a 28 day cycle my first week I talked about it I lost seven pounds right since then you know the it's been right at a little more it's about a pound and a half a week since then right so you just don't see these these big big, you know, weight loss cycles. Um, now, you know, towards the end, why would you be aggressive if you're not seeing a lot of weight loss? Well, one, <clears throat> what I often see with my clients is that they actually start to lose weight again as the calories start to come back. Because if you think about it, you know, one, If you're at the end of a fat loss cycle and you've literally just wrung the rag as hard as you can wring it, all the water's out of it, right? And everything like this. Um, As you start to bring back that food, your workouts are going to be better, things of this nature. And so you'll often see people kind of go a little bit lower after that. So, phase four, AP stage. Um, Once again, algebra comes up in some of these cases because they're trying to show you that this is your second phase of AP. Um, And truthfully, as I'm talking about it, it makes me want to do the algebra because I do sometimes with with private clients have to go back and look and see, are we in the second phase of fat loss? So something to think about there. Phase five is is recomp it's it's performance. It's basically when your calories are normal. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, is that maintenance? No, it's not maintenance, right? Because maintenance does not exist. Maintenance is like this fairy tale idea that everyone has, and what ends up happening is that they never get to this place where they're actually performing better in the gym, where they're building muscle and things of this nature. Maintenance is the one word. That I think single-handedly holds most of you back from reaching your goals, right? Which is why we don't call it that. Why we've written multiple articles about why. It, and 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 thing about it is is that very scientific programs, right, that talk about maintenance. They also know that there's no maintenance, right? right. Because as you build more muscle. You know, your metabolism is going to be different as you eat more. Your metabolism is going to be different. And so I don't understand why they do that, right, or why this narrative is still out there. But what I want you to do is sort of embrace this idea of as food comes back, you know, I mean, think about it. Food comes back. You're 50 pounds light, 15 pounds lighter. What's gonna happen? Everything's gonna be better, running's gonna be easier, pull-ups are gonna be easier, all these different types of things. If you think in terms of maintenance, this is one of the reasons why we hate the term cheat meals, right? Because these <clears throat> ones hold you back, they don't right. empower you, right? And so Super Day empowers you, right? Because you know, you're not cheating on your diet, right? You're not cheating on your taxes, like anything you cheat on it tends to be like a negative connotation absolutely is like i've worked to get to this day and i'm gonna enjoy this day and this day is gonna set up the rest of my week as i go down from here right same thing with performance Performance gives you a directive now does it mean that if you don't be smoke things you're not going to stay the same way no because your metabolism automatically ramps up as you go right (laughs) and so you have to sort of keep that in mind um as you're going through this process but I always try to like let people know like I'm not beast mode guy right like you know right now I'm in a great groove with the gym I'm in a great groove with with you know I do walk I, I will say um especially through fat loss um you know, walking is a big priority for me. I get in an hour walk every single day. Um, I do pace mm-hmm. a lot. Not my steps get pretty absurd. Um, and I will say, I have had to sort of drag my ass off the couch every now and again, but the majority of the time I, I don't. And that's actually going to be part of the theme next time. So phase five is really where your calories are normal. Occasionally I'll have people ask, Um, And and I would argue that for most people that are trying to gain muscle, performance is actually what you want, right? Performance is where Mm -hmm. you try to replace muscle, uh, replace fat with muscle. That's what performance is essentially trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so not saying that, you know, um, weight won't fluctuate because it's gonna, right? Um, You start adding more food and, and things of this nature, But I always try to have, you know, kind of like these ceilings. Like when I talk to my private clients, we talk a lot about ceilings. We talk a lot about, you know, the value of getting to 157 so that your ceiling can be 160. Because let's be real, if you worked your ass off to get down under 160 and you get to just the 159.9 and then you go to PF chains the next day, right? You're gonna end up being 162, 163, and it's gonna be really, really frustrating. So right. I, I would say <laughs> here's the one thing I'm gonna go back to phase four because because phase four and, and phase two are really important because it's not ape shit time at that point. You you almost have to stick to the plan more in phase two and phase four. Because your body's not ready for the food yet. This is actually how most people end up obese, right? Right. Because they diet, their metabolism is reduced. And so, you know, they're going for, you know, I mean, they, they, can you have one meal? Probably, right? You know, that one meal, you just kind of had to get out of the way, right? Go for it, your weight's going to be up the next day, drink a lot of water, you know, maybe Get in a few more steps and you'll be able to deal with that easily. But what what you cannot do is get to the point where you feel like you know you're counting the seconds, you know, to the 28th day, and that's when you're gonna have your cheesecake and beer, and then it becomes cheesecake and beer weekend. Your body's not ready for that. Like I said, that's how most people end up obese because they set these really drastic goals that kind of don't reach them they have these epic cheat meal days. They have kind of this bad relationship with food as it relates to that scale goes up. And then, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's a one way trip, trip to fucking Right. And, and, and and it's just they rinse and repeat that with interest. And I know because I did that. Right. And you know, it, you have to, you know, I had to run my wall, run myself into a wall multiple times before I realized that I just needed to be slower about it and more methodical, right? Yep. and And frankly, I needed help, <laughs> right? I, I needed other people that knew more than I knew um at that time. And then luckily, now, um, you know I have good insights as it relates to to how this works. Um, last thing on this note. And then we'll we'll kind of move on. I'll get Meredith's thoughts because I'm sure there's probably a few things that, that maybe I missed. Um, there is five plus. I don't even want to mention five plus. Right. And here's why I don't want to mention it. Why'd you hire us? You hired us to coach you through those moments that you don't really want to do that, you know, you need to do. Right. right? Five plus is where you are paused. If you get paused, you know, I mean, really, coaches don't do this. Um, We used to see this more. We don't see this as much now. Um, But I think people understand how the cycles work. and, and, And the first time, you know, it can be a little scary and things of this nature. But... You know what we see is that if somebody's coming in fat loss one, fat loss two, and they were kind of overeating coming to us, that they'll be down you know 10, 12, sometimes 15, 20 pounds. And so pretty much anything the coach does at that point, you know they're going to be down for. If you come to us under eating, a lot of times you're going to lose a little bit of weight, not a lot of weight, but you typically do know at that point that what the coach is saying is is correct. Right. And you might have to mentally deal with that. I deal with that to this day. I'm sure Meredith deals with that to this day. But oh, I'm yeah. just telling you where you want to pause is wrong. That's why maintenance is wrong. You can get away with a lot more. You know, I I posted a picture of Nicole who's also on the sales team with us. Um, part of the reason why she came on the sales team, I mean, she started, I think it was like four months ago and she's just been phenomenal. And she went from eating like 800 to thousand calories a day. And she's eating anywhere from 22 to 2,500 calories a day, staying weight stable. Does her weight fluctuate? Yes. Right. Is her ceiling probably a little bit higher than she wants it to be? Probably. Right. But, but the, the, That's my job as a coach to make sure that she understands the bigger point, right? Because at some point she is going to want to be leaner, right? Right. And we're going to want to be leaner. We got to have, have money in the bank. So pretend that you never heard this thing about the five plus, just let your coach be in charge, not you, right? right? Because, you know i mean obviously we're going to listen to you if if you know part of coaching is kind of listening to the signals that that clients are giving you mm-hmm. right um and it's up to us to explain to you the best we can but at the end of the day what you were doing before wasn't working and that's why you're here so right. if if you're going to be here Allow us to do what we know works, right? So just remember that your coach will pause you at some point, right? It's just probably not going to be at 1,400 calories because that's where you think your maintenance level is because you've been kind of holding yourself back this whole time. I told Mary I would keep it short, so I'm going to let her give any opinions on what she has to say, and then we're going to move into the topic of the day.
1: Yeah, well, um you covered most of it, but yeah, I agree. I love the fact that you said that maintenance doesn't exist. I think that we find that a lot with people and you know that it's and people think that they're gonna stay at that same that same weight, you know, and they're never it's never gonna fluctuate in that performance phase. And um no, I think you nailed it. I don't think you missed anything.
0: I did miss something. So oh. <laughs> one thing that people will often say to me is can you stay in performance recomp forever? Scientifically, the answer is yes. Yeah,. Right? The realistic number answer is no. Right. At some point, you're going to have to um, make an adjustment. and I think that's normal. So I'll give you an example and we'll move on to the main topic. For the last five years, you know, there's a reason why I talk about sleep so much. You know, most people know that I'm kind of like this recovering insomniac. And really had a lot of bad habits that I established over the course of the years. And so I'd always been concerned about, you know, dieting cycles because you had always affected my sleep. Even when I was doing it right, it affected my sleep. Right. And so um, it was really you know, through the course of there was, there was a small flirtation with a fat loss cycle around January. Um, and I did see fat loss one through, but there was just too much going on at that point. And so I, I called it quits. So realistically, I went five years working on my sleep and was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna work on my sleep. I'm not gonna worry about dieting, anything of that nature. Um, I also kind of had the ceiling of 200. Part of the idea with a ceiling of 200 was to build muscle. And you just can't build muscle unless you gain weight. So I was okay with gaining weight, right? Right. And I'm able to put on a lot of muscle um, in that process. But it did help that I had that ceiling. So this was the interesting thing. So after five years of essentially no fat loss, I went into fat loss thinking it's going to fuck up my sleep. And it hasn't. Good. You know, all the work that I put in over the course of the last five years related to my sleep is paying off immensely. Right. Yeah. And Good. the first indication that I did, this is actually something I mentioned in the podcast a couple of weeks ago where I was being a little bit too aggressive too early. Um, I noticed it affected my sleep. And so so those were signals that I've listened to along the way. Um, but I will say this, and 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 we'll move on to the point, the main point of the podcast. Um, you're going to be most uncomfortable, even though you might not be at your lowest numbers in the beginning, because it's such a big adjustment, right? right? Or it should be a big adjustment. As you go through the cycle. And you're going down, you kind of expect it to hurt a little bit more than it doesn't, and you're like, it doesn't really hurt that much because usually it's going to be 200 to 300 calories worth of difference, right? It's not, it's not that big of a difference to make, but but it's really like the first tier, like the first two weeks, I think are worse. I think people talk about the last two weeks just because it's anticipation, but if they were honest with themselves and they're doing things the right way. It doesn't really hurt that much, and your body's kind of adjusted, and you've kind of got this routine in place, and really, it's that routine that makes the biggest difference. Right. So, this was something that I wanted to. Um, I was gonna write an article about, and I was trying to think of how to say this, right? Because this is something that Meredith and I hear about in the sales channel a lot, right? Yeah. And it's. Why did you start something? And so I mentioned to Susie um, that I wanted to write this article, but I didn't know how to say it, right? Like, why do you start Orange Theory? Or why do you become a vegetarian? Or why did you start running? Or why did you start CrossFit? Now, in all those instances, I'm probably gonna make a really strong argument for being a vegetarian, for getting better at CrossFit, for getting PRs and running, for all the things that I've mentioned up to this point. But let's be real. You know why you did it. You did it to lose weight, right? And if you think about all the bullshit 21 day challenges and all the things that you've done to kind of shortcut the process, right? There's nothing better than getting more specific, right? Like if you really want weight loss, this is something that that I was talking to somebody in the sales channel, right? And she said to me, you don't want to lose 15 pounds for a CrossFit competition. I was like, when is it? She said, um, I think she said like September 1st or something. Yeah, it was quick. And I was like, why would you want to starve yourself going into a competition? You know, and I, I, you know, look, am I saying that you will not perform better if you weigh less? No, you will perform better if you weigh less in a CrossFit competition, especially for body weight stuff. But will that benefit be more than the sacrifice related to energy? Because what she was really asking is, can I lose 15 pounds without sacrifice? Performance and what I told her was the truth. No, you cannot, right? And and you know, Meredith and I are in this tough position because there's going to be a lot of people that would lie to you. Oh, we could totally do that, totally fine, right? And then all of a sudden as things start to suck for you, you know, because I remember she didn't buy, right? She didn't buy because I told her the truth. You know, Correct. I'm telling you the truth. In all these situations, my two daughters are vegetarians, right? You know, my oldest daughter started becoming a vegetarian when she started to struggle with her weight, right? And the only thing that I asked of her was just to be really smart about it. And she was, you know, she was great. Um, she was able, anything that she asked me, I helped her with. You know, I'm not a big fan, as many of you know, not a fan of kids under 18 dieting, you know, I think they can actually, um, you know, just think about, it. you know, just think about it. When you were that age, you could, you could get away with everything. Your your metabolism was on fire. If you started doing anything, it was going to be helpful. And, you know, that was exactly what would happen for her. Um, CrossFit, you know, Um, I went into CrossFit, you know, when I was 162. I'm um, 15 pounds of muscle. The picture that I show a lot of people um, was after six months of CrossFit where I gained 15 pounds of muscle. Um, you know, I was eating 5,000 calories at that point. I, I, I just think that people, you know, I had already lost 100 pounds at that point. Right. You know, so if you ask me, you know, quit looking for the side effect of the thing. It's like whenever you. See a a drug advertised on TV, and then they're like, "Doesn't happen with everybody, but it happens in some people." Weight loss, and people like, "Let me go to the doctor and get that." It's like, it just said you'll be suicidal. It it just said that, (laughs) like all the side effects from the. But but the one thing that that got you was weight loss thing, and it doesn't even really, it doesn't even affect the thing that you're trying to fix you're just trying to get the rashes off your elbows or something you know and and i see this with people a lot is it that you know I, I was talking to to another gal um this was actually just this morning and She's like, well, I haven't tried it on my own. I was like, you seriously haven't tried dieting on your own. She's like, oh, no, I've definitely tried dieting on my own. I said, then why are we talking now? Right? Because you need help. Oftentimes, these people will tell me about their memberships at, at, at one gym for Tuesdays, and then another gym at another day, and then they do the CrossFit. And it's like, it's like all these things that you're trying to get the side effect for, you should just pay for coaching and and just suck it up, right? Like at the end of the day, it's going to be more effective for you to understand how energy balance works and actually just lose the weight, right? Because I will tell you that orange theory is really awesome when you're 20 pounds less. CrossFit is really awesome when you're 20 pounds less, right? And you're better off spending your money. Now, I'm not saying don't sign up for CrossFit. Right? Do you, right? Sign up for CrossFit. But if you're going to sign up with either perform and you think that you're gonna CrossFit the same in a deficit cycle, I was just talking to to one of my friends who's a real high level, you know, CrossFit competitor right Mm -hmm. and he's like man he's like i tried every challenge i've tried this and that he's like you know i'm just going to finally sign up and 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 do it with you do it the right way and i was like okay so when's the competition he told me the competition and we laid out you know when the cycle would be so he could you know training up um the last two months and perform well in the event um And uh, I said, here's the key. On September 15th, don't talk to me about your performance. I don't wanna hear it, right? Because I'm building in that your performance is gonna suck on September 15th. but It's gonna be amazing on November 30th, right? And that's what a real plan is, right? And I wish, you know, there's just all these people that are buying, you know, some bullshit meal plan that's not customized to them with foods they don't like, foods they can't eat, you know, things of this nature. They're signing up to a gym, right? Doesn't mean that the community at the gym is not great, things of this nature. But I see people all the time that they'll sign up for Orange Theory They slip on a rock, can't go to Orange Theory for six months, never go back to Orange Theory. And they loved Orange Theory, and they loved the community at Orange Theory, but they slipped on that rock, and they suddenly remembered why they joined Orange Theory in the first place. And then you think to yourself, well, do they sign up with a coach? No, they're probably going to do some other bullshit challenge right? You see this all the time where people go, I've literally tried everything. Look, if you've tried every free group on the internet, that doesn't mean you've tried everything. That just means you've tried every bullshit thing that you knew was bullshit in the first (laughs) place before you actually showed up to me, because we're going to be honest with you. Meredith and I aren't going to tell you that it's not hard to be you know, a little bit more cognizant. I mean, it's funny because being, you know, 12 years into this, I was just talking to, to a friend of mine that I'm going to show her progress after the after. Um, And she's not tracking right now. And I would say probably, oh, 40% of the time I don't track, right? But if I'm in fat loss, I'm tracking, right? If I'm, in a reverse cycle, I'm tracking in my if I'm trying to build muscle, I'm tracking. But you know, this idea that oh, I can't see myself tracking for the rest of my life. Look, you eating off of some bullshit list of foods that says you can't eat this, you can't eat this, right? I mean, like part of the, the article that I put out today, so that, that's the the long and short of the story was that I asked Susie, she's like, I think you've already written this article, you know? Um, and she, she went back and found it. And then I republished it today, but there's people talking to autoimmune doctors and getting $2,700 worth of tests. Guess what? If you've been eating 800 calories for the last 20 years, your cortisol levels are going to be high There you go. I just saved you $500 on a damn cortisol test. You know, if you start eating a carbohydrate every now and again, your cortisol won't be high. Why? Because cortisol is, is works in the opposite, right? So when insulin is present, present, cortisol goes away, right? So there's all these people that are like, man, my cortisol is out of control, you know, and I can't sleep. I only sleep four hours a night. I hate to say this, but a lot of you guys are doing it to yourself, you know, and if you had a better approach and if you weren't looking at taking all these shortcuts all the time. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how many people that I see that I've known for 10, 15 years that have seen me do it. Right. Seen me do it, you know, and still don't, Want to get a little bit more specific because, you know, let's be real. You know, it, it, here's what I secretly think, and I'm I'm open to being wrong. This is this is full conjecture on this point. I think a lot of people want to fail anonymously, right? So I think I think that, you know, the peel of my fitness pal without any accountability you know the appeal of you know weight watchers or paleo challenges or, or things of this nature you know I had a you know the gal tell me this morning you know I, I did this 21 day, day challenge you know and and I feel better I was like but was your goal to feel better was that your goal or was your goal weight loss right and I'm not saying that feeling better Isn't awesome, but it's also kind of this bullshit compromise that you're making with yourself that's actually not helping you reach your goals. If you're under eating and have been under eating for a very long time and you've not approached fat loss in a cyclical way because you're scared shitless of carbs, calories, whatever it fats, whatever it is, you're missing the bigger picture. You don't understand. There's There's another gal on the main page menopause you know your rules don't apply to people in menopause do you think we don't have like 50 percent of our clients that are in menopause losing weight because we do right and the reason why we do is because you know all the simplistic answers are just confusing you they're just overwhelming over time and they take you over and they make you feel boxed in and the worst of all is they make you feel broken and so one guy on the internet tells you in a video that you're broken and if you could do a metabolic reset for two hours you know just using my special program for $99 you know and you know it's bullshit right and then you go okay well that guy said the easy thing. But then there's the Paul and, and, you know, I don't always love tracking my food. I don't always love keeping track of my steps. I don't always love making sure that sleep, I get it. It's a little bit harder to be more cognizant. But what the fuck are we going to learn about if we're not going to learn about how we tick? I spent five years just working on my sleep. I just said that to you, right? And, and I did that because I want to live to be 100. Stop taking me the, all these shortcuts that are not helpful solutions. You know they're not helpful solutions, right? And now all of a sudden, somebody on the internet tells you you're broken. Guess what? You're not broken. We don't see any broken people. What we see is people that need to kind of put the puzzle pieces together. But I'm going to tell you, the amount of people that actually struggle putting the puzzle pieces together, I can count on one hand that I've yep. talked to. And usually they're a lot older, 60 to 70 years old, right, have had, you know, weight loss surgery, right? They were 400 to 500 pounds at one point. You know, it's not the 125-pound person, right, right? You're not broken, you just keep doing the same shit that's not getting you anywhere, right? And so, I just feel like, I just want you to think about what I'm saying, right? Why did you start CrossFit? Why did you start all these things? Like, how much harder is it to go to CrossFit for 10 years and get nowhere, right, or to just spend I would say within six months of you to perform, three to six months, you kind of get it, right? And if you stay, it's because it feels like home to you, right? And so so now all of a sudden that CrossFit that you used to love but you could never lose weight because there was a 30-day challenge every three weeks, right, like the math of that doesn't make any sense but you get what I'm saying. You know, it's like everybody's always up for these shortcut ideas that get them nowhere. And then like, "But, but it did get me somewhere. I lost six pounds. It's like, oh yeah, how quick did you gain it back, right? And did it really teach you anything? I mean, come on, man, let's stop this bullshit. You know, it's real simple. We knew since we were five years old, meats and veggies were good, right? If you're vegetarian, veggies are good right? But I talk to a lot of vegetarians, like my daughters are vegetarians, man. What, they should be called fruitarians. They eat fruit all the time, right? Because <laughs> need energy, you know? And, yeah. and you can't get a lot of calories from kale, you know? No. And, and so, you know, um, energy balance always matters, right? All of these things really matter. And so so what I'm just suggesting to you is stop it with the shortcuts that you spent many years being distracted by and go, you know what? I'm going to dig down. I'm going to dig down. I'm going to man up. I'm going to woman up, you know, and I'm going to take these three to six months. This crazy guy on the internet that gets on fights, gets in fights over parking spots. um, (laughs) he's He's actually hitting me here. Right. Yeah do change your life to understand this. Even people that are tracking macros. I said that in the article today. People think macros is somehow special, right? Because <laughs> you know, people on IG are saying macros are great. Most of those people are, are just eating really super low macros all the time, never reversed, and they're really, really good, right? But we got a good after the after coming, and that person is not tracking anymore. Right. She understands how her body works, how food works. When you see that on Monday or Tuesday, there's going to be compelling evidence that understanding how you work is important. Yeah. Right. For the longest time, you know. I just did not. You know, when you look at if you would ask me, what's the biggest change related to my life? In the last 12 years, I would not say the weight I've lost. I would say my 9:30 bedtime, right? And consistently staying in a routine that has helped me. Now, does that mean that I'm not flexible occasionally? I'm going to a concert tonight. Fairly certain I'll be, you know, open to uh, up till midnight. Totally fine, right? But but having a one off scenario is very different than going, oh, I'm just gonna wind down because I've had a hard day. You know what, you know what like feels amazing after you've had a hard day? A great night's sleep. Yeah. That feels amazing. You mm-hmm. know, and and you know why you would choose less sleep just so you could watch Trevor Noah makes no sense to me, right? It used to make sense to me. That's what I used to be like. Right. So when you hear me talking, I mean, I, I've never been vegetarian. I will fully admit that. But I have done paleo. I did try to CrossFit to lose weight. I've done all the things that I've talked about. But at the end of the day, the only thing that ever worked was me actually understanding how my body works and how to move on. So I told Meredith we would be done <laughs> Feel like we've covered it. Um, anything that you can you can say here, because you know once again they're like, man, why does Paul never let the lady talk?
1: No, that's fine. You had a lot to say today, and it's it's great. It was a lot of really good information. I mean, I thought of a bunch of things as you were going, and I'll try to sum it up. Um, I was thinking real quick about you know the performance. I had a competition I did in June, and I had wanted to. This is this was, and I'm fully gonna admit this it was a vanity thing. It was a competition down at the Lake of the Ozarks. And then there was a big pool party after I had in my head, I was going to do this fat loss, you know, in March. Um, so that I would be ready and my performance would be good. And I could work that all up and then just life. And there was a lot of stuff going on and it just, it didn't happen. And, um, so I gave it up and I was really tempted in May. (laughs) The competition's June 15th. And I was really tempted in May as a vanity thing. That's where the vanity comes in. You know, it's a vanity thing to try a fat loss. Right. You know, like, I, have, I don't care if I come in 17th. I just want my abs to pop. Right. And I look good in that bikini at the after party. Whatever. Um, but I realized that it was, I honestly, I think I did like two days. And I um, tried to practice one of the the wads that was going to be in the competition. And I was like, No. I won't enjoy it, it's not going to be, it's not even going to be fun, because I won't do what I know I need to do, and what I know I can do, so that's, yeah, that's not going to work, trying to lose 15 pounds, and for competition in two weeks isn't going to, you know, obviously work out for you very well, um, so I did the competition, and then now that the 4th of July, and everything's over, and everything, I'm, Monday is when I start my fat loss phase, so, um, that I had wanted to do back in March, (laughs) but, they're just, you know, a lot of things that I, I, I liked what you said about, you know, people like to fail in private. That's why they don't always like people to look at their stuff and to look at their, you know, to be, to have a coach, to be accountable. And we talk about that with a lot of people in the sales channel. It's, it's a lot of fun when we, the people that we get to know and communicate with when we, in the sales channel that we talk, talk with. And I think that's a lot of it. People don't when they're ready they need somebody to hold them accountable but it's scary i think it's scary to know that someone's going to be looking at your stuff it's scary to know that someone's going to be there if you can't stick with it does that make sense if you have a day that you're way off or a day that you don't get your hit your hit your numbers or whatever and there's a there's almost a sense of shame like i failed and the thing that people need to remember is that it's a long haul this isn't a one you know this isn't a one week or a two week or a 30 day challenge or a 21 day challenge. This is a, this is learning to know your body. This is learning to know how your body works and what, um, what is going to help you live to be a hundred or to, you know, live this life that you want um, and to look the way you want and to feel the way that you want isn't going to happen in 21 days. And so if you have a bad day or a bad day, two days or oh, even a bad week, you know, um, that's what the code, that's why we have coaches. That's why you hire us. That's why you want us so that you get that, that, that one-on-one attention and you get someone to kind of pull you back and rein you in and, or just tell you it's going to be okay. And that we're right back on track. You know, that's and, what you pay. For. Guidance. I mean,
0: you yes. know, I own the company, yeah. Right. Meredith has been with us forever, right? She's okay. one of the form OGs, you know, main coach, CS lead, all these different things. When you talk to us, you're talking to people that laid the foundation for what this has become, right? And I'm just going to tell you, Weight Watcher doesn't do that, right? None of these other places really do that. You know, more often than not, you have to rely on a friend that just so happened was overeating and now, you know, starved because some person on Instagram with abs gave her, you know, numbers. Right. But there's no real plan to normalize food. There's no bigger plan in general. Right. And and there's no app, the the amount of accountability and Abby, just all the things that I think that we bring to the table, you know, I mean, it's interesting because you can get, you can get a, a food plan custom to you, right? Nice. You have workout plan, workout templates that, that keep you working out for five years if you wanted to. There's literally nothing that you could want that I don't think that we bring to the table, right? right. Like, there's really not a lot of questions that Meredith and I deal with where you know, we can't answer, right? Yeah. So most of the basic needs, you know, we do have covered. So I know uh, oh. Meredith does have a have a hard stop. So you <laughs> do your last thing and then we'll be done.
1: I was just gonna say it back to those the other thing is that we we see everything. People talk about you said menopause, yes, we have a bunch of clients at menopause. I have people that talk about having thyroid issues or Hashimoto's. Well I have that. We have other clients with PCOS yeah. for women. You know, we have, um, we have clients, we have coaches. A lot of times we have coaches that have all these things that you're dealing with, not just the clients. Well, I'm vegetarian. Great. We've got that too. (laughs) Or I'm, you know, um, we see so many clients and so many people in so many different things. There isn't anyone that we haven't yet. I don't think come across that we don't have an example of, or somebody else that we've worked with with a similar situation or a similar problem or, health concern or whatever it may be. Um, We have that. We have that information. And I don't know that some of these other programs work with all of those people either. You know, if you're getting, like you said, if you're getting macros from someone on Instagram who has, has a body that you think you want, maybe they don't have Hashimoto's disease like I do or. So, huh?
0: It work with 12 clients. Yeah. Right. With 250,000. Yeah. You know, just, you just know, you know it's it's like anything you gotta get the reps in, you know, and we just have so many reps in, you know. Um the one thing I will say, um kind of in respect to what uh you know Meredith was saying, there are instances where even in the sales channel, I'll just say to someone, Hey, look, here's what you should do. You know, you have health concerns that's a little different than weight concerns. Yes, right. So what I would suggest is you just Google a registered dietitian in your area. You know, they're there definitely going to be scenarios where somebody needs a prescribed diet that we just don't do that. Right. And okay. so, so that's a little bit different. So um, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Yep. Well, Meredith's going to leave, but uh, hopefully everybody kind of appreciates the, you know, the direction that we were going there because, you know, truthfully, I, I think that there's a lot of people that that want the side effect rather than the actual thing that they were kind of signing up for. So I appreciate everybody being here, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.